There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, tasty, delicious beyond all belief reasons. Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, tasty, delicious beyond all belief reasons. Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. The whole mentality of these police were we. I don't give a fuck. We got to stop this guy because he ain't gonna quit. You know, he he's just on a fucking path of destruction. Welcome to Talk Murder to Me with our very special guest, Rebecca. Hello, hello. Uh, now two-time special guest. Yes. Along with the usual crew, John, Nicole, and myself, Jen Collins. Rebecca would like to share who she related to for the Spice Girls. Ginger Spice. I don't know why. I just thought she was super cool with the red hair and then Jerry Spice and, yeah, you know. But she's the one who broke up the band. She was the one who left first. Yeah. Are you trying to break up our band? Fudge, <laughs> <laughs> no. You know who I am? I'm Old Spice. <laughs> <laughs> you could be our tour manager. <laughs> that was really good, John. That was good. It was. It was. Yeah. So um, welcome again, Rebecca. Thank you. Glad the to last be episode here. you were on where it was the piggy episode. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, Sue-wee. you know what's funny is his last name is yeah, Sue. <laughs> I loved my card, by the way. Thank you. Oh, you got your card? Yeah, I got my nice. card. That's why I said Sue. Oh, yeah, because I wrote that in the card. Oh, oh <laughs> I didn't see the card. So. so for all those primos, I've sent out personalized cards with a little notes. So Rebecca is wearing Andrew Cunanan's glasses tonight. Yes. Yeah. They look very similar. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. I like them. Yeah. Thank you. Purvey yeah. Reveau. Nicole, you're from France. Nope. Oh, I was <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Some part of you is from France. That is correct. Nicole, can you please read this? Because I don't know I how don't, to speak French. I don't know how to speak French either. So. Ja, um, All right. I, give it to uh, me. I took Spanish, yo. Give it to me. Après nous la déluge. Après. Après. Après, Après nous, nous les, les déluge. Déluge. Psychopathy. <laughs> Psychopathy. Okay. Après nous déluge. All right, say it one more time. Après nous les déluge. All right, what does that mean? Something of the something. Doesn't mean open? What does that mean? Après open? I think so. Like... Is it when one door closes, one door opens? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Okay, so the reason that I wanted to uh, open up this podcast with that is because that is what Andrew Cunanan wrote in his high school yearbook when everyone Mm. else... Wow, he's so sophisticated. He has a very high Mm. IQ. So everyone else has a full half a page about them, all the Mm -hmm. students. You see, that's all his accomplishments. This is Andrew Cunanan's page. 
And for his, he wrote that single quote. Do you see that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Is it? Does that mean something like he will be remembered or something like that? No, but his classmates did vote him the most likely to be remembered. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa! That's weird. le dude. Every week. Okay, what was it? Après nous les déluge. Okay, I'm what gonna she laugh said. when someone from France is like, "You really botched that one." <laughs> <laughs> Get it right. right. Okay, so it means after me the flood, which completely sums up this guy. Huh. So it means basically, at once I'm done, like oh. a, like after my existence, the flood did like destroy everything. That's what hmm. he wrote it for. That's weird. It's weird. Uh, that's not a high school quote. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> well, the, the no. weird thing is, like, he had all mm-hmm. that section to put all of his stuff, and he put just that one quote. Because he wanted to be cool. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm, gonna, I'm such a badass. All right. And it's not like he had, like, any friends. No, he had lots of friends. And he was... I don't think real friends, though. Yeah. Because oh. he was so flamboyant and, like, you know, made up all these stories and yeah. stuff. So where I left off last time was Andrew Cunanan murders his best friend Jeff Trail or one of his best friends in David Madsen's apartment. Remember, mm-hmm. well, we started with Versace, right? But that is at the very end. That's his last kill, right? Okay, so he befriended these two guys named Jeff Trail and David Madsen. Mm-hmm. Now, David Madsen was the one Andrew Cunanan loved they were in minneapolis because jeff trail got out of the navy he was a navy officer but he was also gay damn that's why he had to get out of the um out of the navy because it was like during that i I think clinton didn't before the don't ask don't tell yeah i think that was clinton that did that this was like in 94 when he got out he stopped killing in 97 right well he was dead in Well, yeah. it was all in one in the span of three or four months. Okay. Now, he wasn't going to stop killing until he was dead. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So these two friends of him, David Madsen and Jeff Trail, they were his friends. But it's like that friend that you have that you hang out with just because your other friends are busy. Jeff Trail and David Madsen were more best friends than anything. Lovers. Yeah, I was thinking yeah, that too. I was like, I would have guessed that yeah. they were more than just friends. Now, I would, yeah. So I think Andrew actually, because I know Andrew hooked up with Jeff prior, and then he met David after that. And mm-hmm. but David wouldn't give him any. David would not give him any. Hmm. But I, I'm not saying that they haven't before. But mm-hmm. David was definitely using them because, like, Andrew would buy him all these gifts, mm-hmm. and most of the gifts he would just steal. You know, he was a freaking, I mean, he's a drug dealer. He was, like, stealing shit, Yeah, you know? Hmm. So Andrew Cunanan was in San Diego. That's where he's living. He eventually just boarded a plane, and he went to Minneapolis to spend the weekend with David, his lover. It's, but, huh? Oh, wait. Okay, go ahead. To spend the weekend with David, you know, his lover. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, no one knew Jeff Trail or David or even the police after this realize that he bought a one-way ticket so he wasn't coming back in oh, fact it yeah. was per- he he knew he was going to go there to kill them yeah and in fact when he left san diego he threw himself like a last party and everyone that was there all of his what? friends quote friends would talk about how weird it was because it was like almost like a last supper 
like you're going to get you're going something's going to happen. And, so weird. Yeah, so he knew he was and leaving he, San Diego. He, he didn't San Diego for good. He didn't like frame it like a going away party like he's moving and not coming back. Yeah, he, he just, framed it. No, he did frame it like that, but it was just so weird. Because it was like, oh, this is like my final. Mm. It's the last hoorah. Yeah, it was really weird. weird. And like looking back on it, the people that were at that party would be like, yeah, now it makes sense. I don't know if he knew he was going to go kill when he got before he left to Minneapolis, but he soon realized that he was about to be a killer. Huh. Mm. So anyway, we talked about Jeff Trell in the last episode. They're at David's loft, and this was confusing because he picks up that claw hammer and just mm-hmm. nails Jeff Trell in the face with that thing like 27 times. Yeah. While David, his boy, his companion, is standing right there like in shock. You know, and Jeff Trell is a big dude. He's like a bodybuilder, so he must have had to hit him like surprisingly at first mm-hmm. you know rolls him up in the rug yeah so they mm-hmm. roll him up in the rug and then they just leave him there now david didn't have anything to do with this but when the cops finally like got into the house they thought david was in the rug and he oh. wasn't it was jeff trail mm-hmm. but it's david's apartment right so then so, they thought david was the killer Yes, so Mm -hmm. then now everyone's looking for David as the killer. Right. Yeah, and then they link Andrew Cunanan, but it's still not a manhunt yet because he's only killed two people. Yeah, it's like his first one, right? Yeah. So they're assuming that David's dead. Yeah, so that's where we stopped last time. So, all right, now they're in Minnesota. David's loft was the Harmony Loft Apartments, which is a very nice suite. Remember, David was a architect. Mm Mm-hmm. David, his lover, basically just watched his best friend Jeff Trail get murdered with a hammer. Now David Madsen is Andrew Cunanan's hostage. That's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like, you're my hostage, but That's they knew what it, what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they knew exactly what it was. And David tried to escape before, but he didn't, obviously didn't. They leave Minnesota and... They're traveling in David Madsen's Jeep. They go to a county called Chisago. Mm. <laughs> Not to be confused with... Trivago. Ninjago. Oh, tri- yeah, Trivago. What is that? Oh, that's the, that's travel. the travel. Chisago County in Minnesota Yeah, was about 100 miles away from the loft. Let me see. Population, I don't know. Who cares? It's somewhere in Minnesota. They're known for growing corn, soy, bean, and oats. They also have a very famous drug rehab center, the Hmm. Hazelden Foundation, Hmm. because it's all serene in that county, which they're in right now. (laughs) And the celebrities that have attended include Calvin Klein and Mr. Eric Clapton, which I didn't know Eric Clapton was a druggie. Well, I guess a lot of I rock feel like stars were. Yeah, most rock stars kind of yeah. fit the bill. You guys know where this is going to go. David's body was found May 3rd, 1997. That mm-hmm. hostage situation lasted about three days. In Chisago, is kind of a rural area, mm-hmm. and they found an abandoned farm. They were going to hide out for a little bit. And it looked like, from the detective's point of view, that David Madsen, the lover of Andrew, didn't even see it coming. But a forty caliber bullet went straight through his eyeball. Oh my Literally, gosh. in the Netflix series, they Ugh. show Andrew cuddling up with David's body with a huge hole. I, I tried Ooh. to explain last time, mm-hmm. forty calibers is a huge bullet. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it will literally, legit, put a hole where you can see through in someone's head. And it was 
David Madsen was shot close range execution style mm-hmm. with the 40 caliber. So you could most likely see through his head. Oh my goodness. Wow. Brutal. It's kind of cool. It's you know? just a wild image. It's like a little eye hole. Yeah. So he looked. He looked like a. His eye was. His eye was blown out. I don't know. What do you guys want from me? We we should go to <laughs> Twin Ponds, the shooting range down the road, and. Oh. Pew, pew. Rebecca, can you please read these things that are in yellow? Sure. We're reading from Vulgar Favors. A body clothed in jeans and a plaid flannel shirt was lying on his back facing the lake about 12 feet from the water. The right eye had been blown out and his left eye was open. He had these defensive wounds in his left little finger and his right knuckle. He was shot in the right eye and right cheek and in the back between the shoulder blades. The bullet lodged in his chest. Like, what did he think was going to happen? You're a hostage of Andrew. You know, if I was him, I would have tried to, I don't know, get the weapon. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, they Andrew's were, so manipulative. But they, they Maybe went, he did, They though. went days, like, sleeping and stuff. He had ample opportunity. Hmm. Maybe but, he was just super sad because he watched yeah. the, yeah, that's you know, true. his lover get murdered yeah. from this cuckoo guy. Mm-hmm. But Andrew was also his lover. That's no, the thing. No, 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 but he, he got rejected. Yeah. Well, Andrew, Andrew had rejected. asked him multiple times, David, if he would marry him. Right. Multiple times. Right. But David and, wasn't into it. And David said exactly. no, right? Exactly. So David would probably be like, I'd rather be with Jeff. In yeah. fact, that I weekend. he was scared. That, that weekend that Andrew came down, David was going to skip town altogether, let them use the loft, but he didn't. Mm. And he should have. He should have, because he would have been alive. Yeah, and he could be on this podcast. Yeah. This is about an hour away from his loft. Well, the cops see David, okay? And, well, obviously David's not the killer. Now it's this Andrew Cunan, and now the manhunt's on. But the manhunt's not really on, because he hasn't killed anyone of any prominent. Well, not that. he He hasn't killed Versace, or he hasn't killed this real estate mogul. Anyone that matters, if I should say. I know I mean, that sounds mean, but like he's he's killing people that he knows. Yeah. Not he's high profile people. Yeah. yeah, not high profile. And that's that's one of the things. That's why he targeted Versace. Because if you remember in his high school, they were like mm. the most likely to be remembered. Mm-hmm. Versace was the biggest name in fashion at the time. Right. I mean he be basically created that homosexual Miami beach scene. But he also knew yeah. him. Yeah. Right. yeah Didn't he, he have did, like a yeah. major crush, crush on him too? Yeah, I have a question. Okay. Are we going to go in? Are you about to go into how he chose Versace out of anyone he could have gone? Because, or can I make a, a yeah, an go assumption? Ahead. Because I remember during the last episode, you said, um, like, if he, he said that if he contracted AIDS, he would just kill yeah. a whole bunch of people. And didn't Versace have HIV? Mm-hmm. I think he did, yeah. So. It- yeah. When he went on that date or whatever it was with Versace, like, you know, you said that they haven't been found. So that- you think Versace gave him HIV? Or vice versa. Oh, I like it. Like, maybe that's why he targeted him. Yeah. But I didn't, he didn't have AIDS, though. What? Kunanan did, he, didn't he, like, think? Well, he, all right, so he said to one of his friends, if I contract AIDS, I'll go on a, quote, five states killing spree. Right. But I didn't find anywhere affirmative where either one of those people had HIV. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's so 
likely that they did because AIDS, especially in that time, like, and plus they were doing freaking meth. Yeah. And barebacking. We talked a lot about barebacking yeah. last time. Like, I mean, yeah. A lot of people probably had AIDS back then. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's like still an epidemic, especially in less wealthier countries. Yeah. But I feel like it's more of a controlled epidemic now because mm-hmm. it's not. And they're slowly figuring out ways to cure it, too. Mm-hmm. Are they, though? I cure think, or I think treat? Managed. Because I think. I, th- well, I don't treat. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, like, I, I think. There could be cures for this stuff already, but mm-hmm. there's no money in curing a disease. Yeah. There's a lot of money in treating a disease. So true. You know? Mm-hmm. I think, didn't Magic Johnson have HIV? Uh-huh. Have you seen that South Park where he just injects himself with money? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> like the negative. cure for HIV is injecting yourself with money. <laughs> We're <laughs> off to Chicago. Now, he has his first two mur- How do you know all this stuff? I listened. You said, like, the Chicago mogul in the yeah. last episode. Oh, yeah. David Madsen is now dead. Jeff Trail is now dead. His two best friends, if you want to call them that, I mean, I think they were. I think secretly they liked Andrew because Andrew was the life of the party. So mm-hmm. when they went out, if they went out together, it was probably okay. But when they went out with Andrew, they knew people were going to be looking at him because Andrew was always the life of the party. Mm-hmm. Now, Andrew was also doing methamphetamine right now, going downhill, basically falling off a fucking cliff. I knew guys like this, like Andrew, because all these people would be like, there was just something evil in him, you know, where it's like mm-hmm. that guy that just leaves a path of destruction everywhere he goes, he like burns care. all these bridges. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew guys like that. Too. They, they do that. They're like self-destructive, but they also like leave this path of destruction. That's Andrew. The detectives know that it's not David Madsen. Number one, they thought he was in a freaking rug. Then they thought he was out spree killing. Now two fishermen find him dead at this lake with a hole in his head. Okay, it's definitely not David Madsen is definitely this Andrew Cunanan or Cunanan or whatever. When the news finally got out and finally got back to San Diego, all of Andrew's so-called friends, when they saw the news that said Andrew Cunanan, killer, but then they saw Andrew De Silva's picture. Oh. Plot twist. This guy you know... That you've that you've known for years, but apparently you don't know. I mean, no one really knows him. But right. that's the thing because you don't a, even know his name. But that's the thing mm-hmm. about Andrew Cunanan. Nobody really knows him, but it's everyone an enigma. likes an enigma. But everyone knows that he's full of shit. Everyone knows like he's an, like that. Enigma. What? He's full of shit. He needs an enema oh. for the enigma. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's that enough be, sugar for you. That would be a good uh, name for an enema company, Enigma. You know it's full of shit. <laughs> I love that. But what? But why? But what's really going to come out? We don't make- write that down in your stand-up book, Jen. Yeah. Oh yes. They see Andrew's face, but they're like, "Who the shit is Andrew Cunanan? This isn't Andrew De Silva, but is is him?" You know? He's been lying the whole time. So now these guys that knew him for years, like, okay, I didn't know this guy, and he just killed these two people. Should I be worried? Yes. 
And they Probably. should have been worried. Yeah, if he would have, I, would I, think so. I guarantee you, if Andrew Cunanan would have went back to San Diego, he would have killed all them damn mm-hmm. people. But he had bigger fish to fry. Mm-hmm. Okay, because he ain't gonna be. We cover a lot of serial killers that kill all these people, and who knows who are they? No mm-hmm. one knows. If you want to be famous, you gotta kill someone famous. You gotta go down in the history books. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just how it is. You know, yeah, what I'm it's true. Lee Miglin was a 75-year-old real estate mogul in Chicago. The Miglin Company has a lot of real estate. I'm talking about not just house. Oh, that's a nice house. It's a two-bedroom. No, I'm talking about sky-fucking-scrapers. Like, these are legit. Like, they build stadiums and shit like that. Like, Mm -hmm. big buildings. When Lee Miglin walks into a room, you know it's the guy that built Chicago. Basically, really, I wonder yeah. which ones he did in Chicago because that was yeah. my favorite part when I went there. Is just walking down like yeah. the magnificent mile and taking a picture of the architecture. Well, yeah. he's so pretty. Or real estate. No, he's a real estate mogul, so he builds. Oh. So he probably does both. Oh, hey. I thought he was. Oh, I'm so confused. I get it. He was not the architect, but he well, he may have been an architect. I, I didn't dive into his past, but I mean he. Mm. He owns the building, so right, that's right. even better. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, it is yeah. Even, that, it is even that better. That makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so here's the thing that kind of drives me crazy about this murder right here. What's that? Is because you, you're you not going to find it how I tell it. I mean, <laughs> in the book, she did it right, Maureen Orth, because she told the facts. But everywhere else, even in... Well, the Netflix series kind of does it justice, but I've been watching recent interviews and they, the family especially, still says, oh, it was just a random attack. Andrew Cunanan just randomly picked Lee Migland and went into his home. It was He was a thief. He just wanted money. He didn't know him. Come on. Mm-hmm. I'm about to tell you right now. He knew him. All right. You drive 400 he miles to Chicago and you go up to yeah, his. Right. What? The he knew him in the biblical sense. Mm-hmm. What? Yes. You never heard like that gay. Expression? He got intimate. Okay. Do y'all know who Marilyn Miglin is? No. I thought you guys would because she was a pitchman on the Home Shopping Network. She also has her own cosmetic line. Huh. So they were married for 37 years. She was actually out of town. She calls her husband. Hey, you going to be okay? He's like, what? Can't hear you. I'm old. He's like, I said I'm going to be gone till Sunday. As he's strapping on his leather outfit. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Okay. Oh. All right. She, he's taking, like, picturing, like, a wrinkly gross. old guy yeah. in, like, fucking, you know, pleather. Uh, his wife, Marilyn Miglin, tells Lee, 37 years of marriage. She says, I'm going to Canada. Well, she had like business, not just going to Canada. Canada. I'm going to Canada. I'll be back on Sunday, which was May 3rd, 1997. Now, why is that date important? Because that That's, was the day that David. That was found. the day these fishermen pulled David's body out of the lake. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So that day, May 3rd, is when she was coming back to her loving husband of 37 years. No one knows what happened during the time Andrew was there. Obviously, mm-hmm. Andrew drives 400 miles because he knows him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drives all the way it's to Chicago. Specific. Let's be yeah. honest here. He was a cat boy for mm-hmm. Lee Malin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you guys know what a cat boy is. Yeah. yeah. Now, Andrew this, yes. had other, what is the cat boy called? Like the... 
the, the keeper. The keeper. He yeah, had other the keeper keepers. The balls. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> he had, I don't know if that's true. It just sounds like something that's right. Yeah. Andrew or sugar da- could it be? Yeah. Andrew had other sugar daddies, other keepers before. <laughs> keepers. So this isn't a new thing. Now this may be a different arrangement. I don't think he was exactly a cat boy. I think he was. Oh, Andrew's in town. I want to get bound up and spit on for an hour you know here's a couple thousand dollars i think it was more like that uh-huh. like because the smm thing is s and m s and m thing is like really popular yeah with wealthy men married for 37 years apparently really so, yeah that's a very know. specific time to I, explore i know yeah midlife crisis his uh, wife pulls up no, story past midlife. Yeah, He's sure. He's, yeah but midlife he is mid-marriage crisis his wife of 37 years Pulls up into the driveway. She's home from Canada. She's about to see her loving husband. She walks into the home. He doesn't come answer the door. In fact, she was supposed to be picked up at the airport. Mm. She has to get oh. in a cab. Are you serious? That's like my Marilyn Miglin from Home Shopping Network. One of the biggest names in the country has to get in a cab. Like, fuck you. Like, he was supposed to pick her up at the airport and he didn't show up. Mm. But she wasn't like, damn, she knew exactly something was wrong. On the counter, and this is a wealthy architect, like, business mogul, like, tidiness is not even, I mean, you spick and span everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's very well organized. There was a haagen ice cream left on the counter. There was, like, all kinds of dishes in the sink. It was, there was something wrong here. This isn't mm-hmm. my husband. Who wants to read? Nicole. Nicole, can you read the first thing, please? I sensed that she was right. Something very bad had occurred. First, there in the kitchen was a pint of Hagen dazs ice cream with the spoon stuck in it, half eaten and half coagulated. And secondly, Ooh. there was an empty Coke can on the side in the sink. Lee was a serious, fastidious, compulsive kind of man. Dang it. I'd hope you, like, stumble on some of them words. Coagulated. Yeah. That's a good word. That's a good word. It is a, a good word. word. Yeah, because it's got the C in there. Mm. That's what pissed me off about the C. You can't just do. The first thing I saw disturbed me greatly. I saw a ham, like a Smithfield ham, on a bone. Mm, yeah. mm, I saw that literally on the desk mm. in the library with the slice cut out of it. The knife was stuck right in the ham, and it wasn't even on a plate. Oh my God! I said to myself, I guess Lee Miglin would never have left a Coke can in his sink or a pint of ice cream on his countertop, let alone a ham on his desk. So it was pretty obvious pretty quickly that something very bad had happened. Uh, oh my God! Is the yeah. ham his leg? What? Oh my <laughs> what? God! What the fuck? <laughs> that ain't no ham bone. That's a femur bone. What the oh fuck? You said that this is like the most disturbing turn. You, you said, <laughs> John, speaking watch out. Hang on. Wait, you said that this was like the most fucked up killing you've ever we've ever talked about. So that's why I thought this was gone. Well, that was clickbait. <laughs> that was clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really weird that you said that, Nicole. but we'll revisit that another day. You, you said it was like the most disturbing thing. I, I wonder. That, I thought it was his leg on the fucking he desk. He said ham. There's a ham. Like, but you, a would ham hawk could look like a thigh. Um, if you have thick yeah. thighs. Do you really think Andrew Cunanan ate this guy? Ooh. I thought that's what where we were going. He yes. wanted more of Miglin in him. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> 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 All right. So, <laughs> the neighbor, the neighbor, Steve Byer, Byer, the neighbor is walking by. He's like, Steve. Or she's like, Steve. 
Well, that was like the same voice. Yeah, no. She's, no. Like, <laughs> she, she's like, Steve. Yes. <laughs> so he runs up there and she's telling him something's wrong. Like, my husband's dead. That's what she told Steve. Yeah. My husband is dead. I mean, 37 years of marriage, you know exactly if your husband's dead or but not. But she doesn't know that he is, you know, but into him. S&M yeah. with a 30-something I'm pretty sure they still deny that till this day. Because Andrew, I, I do want to point out that Andrew, as a, quote, thief, did take $2,000, two very nice suits, and some jewelry, and also... A Ferragamo shoe. <laughs> Ferragamo. I just one to shoe? <laughs> just, I know, like yeah. one like shoe. Well, one shoe was found. <gasps> oh, I love that. Oh, my God. All right. So, anyway, <laughs> they they go and they search the house. Now, they can't find Lee anywhere. They go to the garage. The green Lexus is gone. He drives his green Lexus because he's rich. So, now they're they're both kind of freaking out. But she's uh, Steve Byers trying to calm her down. It's fine. You know, he probably... Went to the gym He's and probably fell all leathered up with his yeah. gay boyfriend. They don't know that he's into this. Like this is I know. a hush. I'm hush. just, I'm just yeah. kind of referring back to the things that they don't know. Steve looks all around and he's the one that sees the Lexus is in there. He goes back. Okay, the Lexus is in here. Now the Lexus. I don't know if you guys remember this because you're way too young, but cars used to have phones in them called yeah. car yeah. phones. Yeah. Called car phones. <laughs> Yeah. What a crazy name for something. I know. Yeah, wow. My mom used to have one. The thing was yeah. such, it was huge. Bosley had one in Charlie's Angels. Oh my I thought gosh. It, yeah. I, that's my favorite show. I, I want to get I a car phone. I the movie. Yeah, I want to trade my cell phone in for a car phone. Steve Byer, the neighbor, goes around. Now the bathroom with its white marble sink. I guess marble is like expensive or something. Yeah. It still is. Oh, is it? Yeah. So it's like marble sink. <laughs> It was pure plush white, but there was little black hairs in it. Ew, pubes. No, not pubes. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's all right. Andrew had shaved <laughs> his face. Oh, my God. Andrew <laughs> shaved his face. It's like hair from the face, not pubes. What are you sh- the pubes way, in the sink? The way, uh, yeah, maybe he was because tall. tall. Like, he just stands over to- the sink with a razor and is like, <laughs> Yeah, you're going to try it next time. I'm just- no, <laughs> the best way to do it for a guy is like sitting on the toilet. Ew. No, I'm saying. <laughs> And like just that actually makes sense, but ew. <laughs> no, what you do is see, guys no, are that's enough. <laughs> you didn't need any more than that. <laughs> I still can't get that toothbrush to fit up there. <laughs> that was a real guttural laugh. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Okay, so the the Lexus isn't there now. The wife Marilyn's like, oh my god. So I mean, she knows her husband. That motherfucker is dead in the trunk. That's what she says. <laughs> he's dead in the trunk. I know it. I swear to God, he's dead. Don't even look for him. The car's gone. He's in the trunk. Now, they called the car phone twice, but it didn't pick up. Andrew didn't pick uh, Obviously, Andrew's driving a car. You guys get that right? Yeah. Okay, good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, totally. totally multiple not. police officers show up. And they, because, I mean, he's a wealthy magnate, right? That's the right word? Mm-hmm. Liquid magnate. Anyway, he's this real estate mogul. So, no, magnate's like... Anyway. That's magma. 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 Liquid magma. Magnum? Magnum. Magnum is a condom. Yeah. Yeah. And the ice cream. Oh, my God. That ice cream is amazing. The Rocky Road magnum. I like the... (laughs) That's really funny. That's funny. 
double stuffed chocolate. I I believe that actually is a flavor. Marshmallow cream. Around this time, police officers started showing up like crazy because they knew something was wrong. And his wife was prominent at Home Shopping Network. Like, they're going to have a lot of police there. You know, no one would have thought that Andrew Cunanan would have drove 400 miles for this guy. For this guy. Yeah. Yeah. But the family. And it's crazy because even if you watch like the documentary on CBS or whatever, Mm -hmm. those documentaries, if they touch the Lee Miglin story, it's very briefly. And if they touch it at all, it's, oh, and then he went and he robbed this guy. They probably Uh, have like a non-disclosure contract. It's like, oh, they they robbed this uh, real estate guy. Oh, moving on. Does the author in the book talk about it? Oh, yeah. Does she talk about she suspects a relationship between the two? Yeah, she goes into depth about it. (laughs) And here's the thing. Literally. Mm, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Steve Byer's wife came over to comfort Marilyn, and she walks into the garage to make sure that the Lex, everything's Mm -hmm. what they said it was. Okay, the Lexus is gone. The cops with are with her. They walk back into the house, but she stops in the doorway because she's got that sense, you know, that sense that just like a sixth sense, not a sixth sense. Like she, she sees, sees dead, dead people. people, but it's like <laughs> you know, and she sees the ghost of Lee, and he's like, you know, it's like that sense. This is what happened when, when you when you know something's just out of place. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah. something's nagging that at you. Gut feeling. She's, yeah, the gut Intuition. feeling. Intuition. Intuition. Yeah. She stops in the door. And she looks back in the garage and she takes an even closer look this time and push back towards the edge of the garage towards the family Jeep. They have a Jeep, too, is blood on the like the cement picture in the garage, like cement. And there's like blood, just um, not much. And it's pushed in the bag. You can't really see anything. But there's because <laughs> it's cement. Uh, uh, Sorry. Cement, baby. Huh? Cement. You sound like you're saying semen. I didn't even say cement yet. <laughs> I said you can't see anything because it's pushing the back. No, you the said same. you did say cement. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. When? when like the whole time. Ago. Oh. So they. She looks back. She sees blood on the floor, and then <laughs> towards the edge of the garage by the jeep, she sees like these brown trash bag looking things. And she walks over there and immediately she saw the body. And this Ooh. is why I say that Andrew knew him. Lying on the on his back, fully clothed, fully clothed, is the 75-year-old real estate mogul Lee Miglin. Tan suede jacket, white shirt, jeans. Now the jeans, because I'm fully clothed. I mean, fully clothed. He had one shoe on, one shoe off. The Ferragamo shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, Nicole has met the Ferragamo. No, no, no. It was my friend. I don't know. They, oh. Yeah. My friend knew him. Is related to them? Or yeah. Something like that. So fancy. Yeah. I'm talking about socks are still on. I mean, completely clothed. But his jeans, the zipper was ripped off. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just like, she's into that. Expose <laughs> the secret. Imagine seeing this. Obviously, he's. We'll get to the fact that he's obviously dead. But his ankles were tied up, bound, hogtied, not with rope like normal people would do, but with, you know, that orange extension cord oh, that we have in yeah. the barn. The, the barn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a barn? 
that we have that orange extension cord. Yeah. So you take that around someone's ankle and you just wrap it up. You can't, I mean, that is pretty strong. You can't break mm-hmm. from that. His face, you could hardly see the blood. And there's a lot of blood I'm going to tell you about. His face was completely covered in masking tape. He looked like a freaking mummy. Again. Okay, here's what happened. Mm. Andrew has met Lee Miglin before. Lee Miglin, 75 years old, married 37 years, has a whole family. Rest in peace. But you were into some crazy shit. You met Andrew Cunanan because Andrew Cunanan's got a specialty. Bondage. So they've hooked up before. Let's be honest. You don't drive five, 400 miles to Chicago yeah. after you murder your two best friends on a whim to steal someone's two suits and two thousand dollars. I'm personal. sorry, you yeah. freaking know this guy. Yeah. Let's be honest. Like the family come out, especially because he mm-hmm. had. Let's be honest. Well, I don't know yeah. the other person that he killed, but he at least yeah, knew. Yeah. Versace. Yeah, exactly. Plus, other people movie. have seen them talking earlier that day together. Ah. It's not like he went up and bow. Give me your money. I'm gonna make you look like a sex whore or something. <laughs> like, no. Here's what happened, Andrew. They gets to the house. He's invited, probably through one of those third-party connections. You know, my wife's out of town. She's in Canada. You know, I heard Andrew Cunanan's coming back. You know, he did that thing last time. So they, he invites Andrew over to the home, and they immediately get to it. And just like the bondage we talked about last week, the scary thing about it is there's no control. Andrew is always in control. Always. That means this death was one of the most horrible, in my opinion, because there was n- nothing he could do. He, his face was completely taped up. No one, he couldn't breathe. Maddie's believes nature is beautiful, majestic, serene. But human nature is inventive, intrepid, reckless. Nature says, look how many colors I can fit in a sunset. Human nature says, look how many hot wings I can fit in my mouth. But human nature needs nature. That's why there's Maddie's All Natural Acid and Indigestion Relief, a drug-free remedy for human nature, available at Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, and Amazon. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, tasty, delicious beyond all belief reasons. Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Because he's got masking tape over his Mm -hmm. mouth. But he likes that. That's the thing. He likes that up until a point before he's about to die. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah, the whole, like, thrill of it is to think you're about to die. That's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And you're, you got an extension cord, and then your face is all taped up, look like a fucking mummy. Lee Miglin's lying on the floor, and this murder happened in the garage. Andrew Cunanan, at some point during the zipper ripping off or whatever, decides to pick up some freaking garden shears... So, you know, it's like the big scissors, you're gang, gang, gang to the bushes, you know, the bushes out back. (laughs) He picks up some garden shears and not like, I'm going to stab you in the heart. No, in the face. Boom. Dozens of times in the same spot on the face. That is personal. He's stabbing 
this mummy looking creature. Cause remember this 75 year old man is dressed up like a mummy. Yeah. Just ow, on the face. Dozens of times with garden shears. Holy shit. Jeez. And then after, I mean, obviously he's already dead. Cause yeah. I mean, half of it went to his brain. Yeah, he probably died mm-hmm. pretty quickly. And so sure. that's scary. All right, number one, like what would usually happen was Andrew would tape up his mouth or do whatever. And then at the last second, poke a hole in his mouth so he can breathe. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, it feels so good. Oh, Let me smoke a cigarette. But today is different. <laughs> because that hole came from fucking garden shears. And that wasn't the hole he was looking for. You know? <laughs> that's what happens. Like, I don't know, that's, I mean, and then to fucking make matters even worse for, no one knows why, there was two bags of cement, or what is it? Cement. Cement. I hope it wasn't two bags. (laughs) There were two bags of cement. There was two bags of cement. cement. He picks up, he picks up two bags of cement, lifts them over his head. Now, Andrew's not a big guy. Cement is heavy. And he smashes them down right on... Lee oh, Miglin's chest God. fracturing Ow. his entire rib cage. Yikes. After he's already dead, why would you even go? I mean, you, he's like manic. He was yeah. feeling Yes, that's a great was, word, manic. He was feeling good. Because why? Why not? Because he's a fucking spree killer now. Well, I guess that's what I'm going to do now. It's like us, like we're fucking podcasters now. I guess we'll keep going. <laughs> he's like <laughs> He's like, I'm a fucking spree killer. I might as well just knock it up a notch. Let's see how far we can go. So, yeah. But the family, God, dude, listen, he was into the crazy shit. I'm sorry. That's what happened. You know, that's what fucking happened. He was into that shit. It wasn't a it wasn't a robbery. They eventually found the Lexus, the green Lexus. And one of the Ferragamo shoes was (laughs) in the trunk. So they were. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, here, you can read page 275. Neither his white-on-white patterned tab-collared shirt nor his sleeveless white shirt showed signs of being cut through, but in fact, Meglin had been slashed numerous times in the neck and stabbed several times in the chest. Two stab wounds two inches deep had penetrated his heart. There were over two dozen blows causing bruises or lacerations to his head, face, and chin. The blood from these wounds soaked through layer upon layer of the three-quarter inch masking tape that had been wound around his head mummy style, except for an opening in the nostrils and at the top of his head. That's fucking crazy. Using the blade of the garden bow saw that he also subsequently dumped into the garbage and drew nearly severed Lee Miglin's head with a seven and a half inch jagged gash two inches deep that wound from around from the back of his neck to his throat for good measure andrew also threw two bags of cement on top of meglin's chest and fractured every one of his ribs Mm. then he covered the body with plastic garbage bags and put brown paper on top of those i mean what the shit i he almost severed his fucking head with some fucking garden shears. What the shit? Yeah. Like, what oh. is going through this guy's mind right now? And he and he's probably getting off on it. Like, you like the bondage, yeah. I like the kill. I mean, he's like, mm. yeah. Mm. Okay. You know? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, can't say that I really no. like it. Okay. I just had, like, a really random thought. Yeah. Sort of random, not really. But, um, wasn't... Did y'all say that he was like an altar boy? Yeah, he was. Okay. He was Catholic. Okay. And so, he was an altar boy. Okay. Yeah. So this is what I'm, I just kind of like came up with this. So, you know, like how in the Bible, um, 
man was created by taking the rib from mm-hmm. Eve and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And once he came out, like, I'm sure since he was super religious, especially in that time when, like, the um, gays aren't as accepted as they are right now in our community, I just wonder if, like, he was taking out all this rage because, like, he broke all of his ribs. You know, see what I'm trying to say that I'm not really articulating very well? He's, like, kind of... Yeah, he's alluding to something biblically. Well, and he's just he has so much anger in him because he was I'm sure his family wasn't happy like mm. that he's gay. True. If and, ca- if and I'm sure Catholics. he has an internal struggle from like, oh, you know, as a Christian, you know, I shouldn't be gay or you know like what kind of like especially I'm sure like very religious. Yeah. Like uber religious people think. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he had a lot of guilt with that and I th- that might be why he just couldn't mm. stop the killing. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. The police actually try to call the Lexus multiple times because remember it's got mm-hmm. the car phone. Mm-hmm. And they, they use this I don't know if it's still the software they use now, but it's called Triggerfish. It's like this triangulation Ew. what? That sounds dirty. I know. <laughs> it's like this triangulation of cell phone towers. I don't know how that shit works. <laughs> okay. But anyway, they actually could see where his car was. Because it was still picking up the car phone. And they could tell that Andrew actually tried to use the car phone multiple times to call someone, but he couldn't figure out the passcode or whatever. Now, after they called the phone, they triangulated the Lexus, the green Lexus, to be near Pittsburgh. Ah. And for some fucking reason that I can't even damn imagine... And I don't want to make fun of cops, but what the shit were you guys thinking? They put out a press release the next morning and said, oh, we try it. He's in the Pittsburgh area. Just look out. Uh, oh we, we got this, this software. We, it, try, it got his car. They said all this shit on the, in a press release. So obviously he's in the car listening to this yeah. right now. Because when they found the car, the antenna from the, the car phone was completely ripped out. Like, obviously, he heard the press release, you idiots. Mm-hmm. But you could have mm-hmm. got him right there. But you didn't because you did this stupid press release like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Fuck, I don't even know how to say anything else. Like, why yeah. would you fucking mm-hmm. do that? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we're so close to getting him because we 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 know he's in the area because we got and there's no way he's going to be listening to this. Like, are you fucking kidding me? He's a damn serial killer. Of course they listen to everything. God. Anyway. Mm. Anyway. And the reason that pisses me off is because that is the reason he decided to ditch that green Lexus. And this is mother shit and sad. But he drove. Well, number one, he drove straight to New York. They triangulate him in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. but he got to New York. Monday, May 5th, 12.45 a.m., he registered at the West Side Club, and that is a gay men's bathhouse. Do y'all know what a bathhouse is? Bathhouses? Do they clean each other? (sighs) It's like a brothel, yeah. Oh. Well, they probably do clean each other. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Wax on, wax on. It's really like a, it's a spa. They, like, pass it off as a spa for men. It's like those, yeah. Like in in Mount Pleasant, the um, Asian massage places, if you go down uh, Hungry Neck and you take a left... And you go, so these Asian mis- I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, they give you handies. I got the re- reflexology yeah, there. Uh, no, they give you handies there, Jen. <laughs> oh, That's a handy me. bar. 
<laughs> I had a you got to ask for Susan. Or... Even though none of them's name is Susan, they'd be like, oh, Susan, Nookie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, the video is on. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I'm sure they like stopped watching a long time ago. It's like five hours. <laughs> uh, he checks into the bathhouse. Now, a bathhouse is a place where you can go after the bars close at two. You can go and pretty much... It's almost like a little YMCA. I was just going to say, you took my line. I was going to say like the YMCA. Yeah. You go, it's like a YMCA that you Young go. Young man. So Andrew's homeless, right? He didn't want. Young man. He didn't want to spend any money on a hotel. So you can't go there. He spends all day in the bar. All right. So he's in this bathhouse because he, he's not living anywhere. He He's literally a spree killer on fucking meth. He's still on meth. He's driving through New York City. Ooh. He has nowhere to live. So he spends all day in the bars. And then at night, at 2 in the morning, he checks in these bathhouses, which are kind of like brothels plus the YMCA. It's like a <laughs> brothel YMCA. It's like a BMCA <laughs> or whatever. Um, now, while he was there, I do want to point out that he went to the famous 57th Street in New York and shopped at the original Levi's store. Mm. Yeah. So he still has his taste. Did he and go into the Versace store? No. That would be <laughs> But he had, funny. He's living off the money that he stole from Lee Miglin, and he's seeing movies, and he's he's still trying to act like he's With $2, rich. Two thousand dollars? Yes, he's still a lot in the nineties. Remember? He's it, still, what, but was he, it really? He puts on Lee Miglin's suit and he goes to the bars, and he still tries to days. pretend he's someone. Oh, he's not. I bet he was picking up some side cash with that one Ferragamo shoe. Oh yeah, for like people with foot fetishes, like look what I got for you. Oh yeah, one Ferragamo. One of the reasons it was so hard to catch this guy is because he was what Ted Bundy was, what they call a chameleon. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so if you see the many faces of Andrew Cananan. Ooh, let me see. It's weird, especially the difference between like that top right hand photo. That's uh-huh. all the same guy, yeah. Yeah. Huh. He almost looks like in the top left photo, yeah. almost looks like Channing Tatum. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. Then, um, Sorry, Channing. Yeah, I love Channing Tatum, but and then I mean, in the one. and then the top thirty kind of looks a little more on the like Asian. an Asian descent. Yeah. Then in the bottom right hand corner, he looks like Brendan Yuri from Panic at the Disco. Um, you know, he's pansexual. He whatever is. that means. means that means that everything. Pan means all. Yeah, meaning it's different than bisexual. That's all, that also means bread and it does. Yeah, I think in it does. But like know. meaning Spanish. you know, because yeah. some people don't identify on a binary so he's just, scale. Yeah. He like he's like likes the person for the person, not for what they define themselves as, essentially. Yeah. I can't keep up anymore. Much like Ted Bundy, he can literally shape shift his face. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. That yeah. Is. Mm. He hears the thing on, oh, they're about to catch me. They're looking for this fucking car. I got to get rid of it. So he does. This is an official manhunt. Multiple media outlets are posting about this and everything else. So he's like, I got to get rid of this fucking car. So he pulls into the Delaware Memorial Bridge. Now, this is right at the Delaware and New Jersey border. Okay, yeah, yeah. If you look on the uh, Google, it's right at the border. So he asks, is there any historical sites around here you know he's 
Andrew just killed three people, but he goes in and asks information with his glasses on. Excuse me, is there? I, I'm just an intelligent man. I'm looking for a historical site so I can better intelligent myself. <laughs> intelligent. <laughs> the, the information office tells him, yes, if you go to Pennsville, New Jersey, there is a remote Civil War burial ground at Finns Point National Cemetery. Now, I'm just going to get through this real quick because it's very sad. He goes there, and I was way out in the boons. He's at Fens Point National Cemetery. This guy named Bill Reese. Very, I'm a rest in peace, family man, good guy, has a wife. He is a cemetery caretaker. The Civil War cemetery caretaker. Out in the, you know... A good guy. Anyway, he has a 1995 red pickup truck. And I don't, no one knows if Andrew saw the truck or Andrew killed him because he wanted a truck. Right. Because the cops put out a fucking press release. He had to get rid of the Lexus. So he stops. He sees this guy's 1995 red pickup truck. He goes, kills him execution style. This family man, very sad, older guy, very sad. It was like nothing. Else, I mean, that was literally random. That's what's weird about it because he was like, now he's killing anyone. So anyone he goes, that, yeah, he, yeah, he's just kind of like anyone that's in his way. But exactly. it's still a purpose though, because he killed. Yeah, for but a he car. didn't have to kill. But if like he, he could have just took the car. True or something. I don't know. I mean, the but guy didn't if, even know who Andrew Cunanan was. He, he's an old man. He doesn't watch the news. Maybe he just thought because he was such a great person and he's going to be so famous that he had to kill him because people already know could, him. Yeah, could be. Maybe. Like, it would help. I don't the know. The more he, he killed, the more infamous he would be. I don't know why he killed him. He certainly didn't have to. The guy gave him his truck willingly. Oh, that's and so sad. And the wife, the, the, uh, the author goes into the whole story about the wife and everything. I mean, how sad it is. It's really sad. It's a really sad story. How do we know that he gave him the truck willingly, though? Like, if Andrew's dead and he's dead. Andrew shot him in the back of the head when he was down on his knees. So it was like an execution. So Andrew's like, basically, he was like, listen, if you listen to me, you're not going to get hurt. And then the guy gives him his truck. And then Andrew's like, get down. Shoots him anyway. Yeah, in the basement. Mm -hmm. He's like, get down here. You know, get on your knees. And then... He shoots him in the head. like So he takes that truck. He drives down to old Florence, South Carolina. Mm. And then parts where I grew up in that. No, I didn't grow up there. But <laughs> he goes, he, he just stops through South Carolina in Florence at the Walmart. I've been there at Walmart a couple times. And he takes <laughs> that a... That exact Walmart? Yeah, that exact Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> he takes a license plate off of a random car. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. I mean, 160 IQ, you know. True. I mean, you're smart, too. You have these glasses, so. Yeah. Now, he arrived at Miami Beach. Now, the cops think he's still up north. They have no idea where this asshole's at. They definitely don't know he drove however many miles all the way down to Miami Beach. What the shit? It's a long drive. Yeah. In a red pickup truck. Yeah, I wouldn't even drive to Miami Beach now. It's too long. I hate that drive. Now oh. he's now he's on the FBI most wanted list. Ooh. And he gets down to Miami Beach. And I'll tell you, Miami Beach, he gets down there May 11th. And he stayed in the Normandy Plaza, which is like a hotel. 
he persuaded the hotel lady to give him a good deal, you know, and, and he even got the best room in the hotel because he was like, you know what, I grew up in Spain near the beaches, and I know it's so hard, but can you just please put me in the best room facing the beach, you know, right on Miami Beach? So he got a really good rate on that, but it's this crummy hotel. Nicole, read page 362. The cycle of dominant South Beach culture is this. A, go to the gym. B, go to the beach and plan for the evening. C, go to clubs. And D, trip on ecstasy with friends who have successfully completed A, B, and C, thereby establishing oneself as an untouchable circle of gods. Ocean Drive magazine editor Glenn Albin wrote in 1995's In Out magazine. These circles are then broken into further categories of professionals, waiters, and those doing steroids. Though on the dance floor, ecstasy clusters, groups of three to five shirtless men, joined like an enzyme, often blur the distinctions the later it gets. That sounds like my weekday. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now he's down in Miami Beach, May 11th. Now, he didn't actually get caught until July 23rd. So he actually lived in that hotel, much like Ted Bundy did living in a hotel. But he didn't, and he actually made friends down there. And not only that, there were multiple people call because now he's on America's Most Wanted, you know, Mm -hmm. and like the manhunt and all that stuff. Like he's all over the place. There were so many people that called him. And there was this one sandwich shop that was like, this is the guy, the, the employee. It's like, this is the guy I saw on America's Most Wanted. And then they came and raided the sandwich shop, but he had left 10 minutes before. This is before he killed Versace. They could have got him again, but they could not find this guy. And he actually pawned in this local pawn shop one of Lee Miglin's gold coins, and he signed his name, Andrew Kunanen. And the pawn shop is required to send that to the police. And so the pawn shop gets a lot of shit like, oh, you could have stopped it. No, they it's did the send it. Fault. They did send mm-hmm. it to the police. The police were just swamped with paperwork. I don't know if you can see me doing my quotes. I don't care. The police <laughs> fucked this whole thing up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm they still did. mad at the police because they they did that thing with the car and that guy's dead, Bill yeah. Reese. You know. Mm-hmm. So did he come down to f- to Florida? Like planning what he was going to do? I think so. No one knows for sure because. I'm just going to tell you this now to show you the video. They found him when they found Andrew finally after the Versace murder. It was July 23rd, 1997. And the best way to put it is they found him on a houseboat that he had broken into. And he was basically in squalor there, Hmm. you know, and they found him half naked, hungry and alone. Mm -hmm. And they so they found I'll show you a picture of him deceased on the bed. And you see like Vanity Fair magazine spread about. And he he was still could not get out of that, you know, Mm -hmm. at the very end. But he spends weeks in Miami planning for Versace's murder. He builds a shrine of Versace and gets it in his mind that this is what he has to do. And last time you pointed out, Somebody was a unicole that said, well, why didn't, did he not have a bodyguard? Yeah. I looked that up. At one point he did, but that bodyguard Versace redirected him into another part of the house. Hmm. At one point there was a bodyguard in front of the gate, but not that day. 
while Andrew is down there, now he's running out of money. He's got the $2,000 left and he's selling like, the suits and the Ferragamo shoes, but he's running out of money. And then he starts, on top of the meth he's doing, he starts doing crack cocaine. And the guy he's buying crack from uh, comes out and quotes to the media that he was selling him hundreds of dollars a week of crack cocaine. Hmm. So he's doing crack now. And is then this before he kills this is Versace? before okay. he kills Versace. And then if you guys listen to episode one, which I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you didn't. Um, we got we should go into his, the relationship with him. We haven't talked about the fact that he knew him. No, no one can. The reason I didn't talk about that. They did meet on record one time, but no one knows oh. anything else about that. They met at Versace's and I can't remember the play he was doing the costumes it was for the opera right yeah it's the <laughs> opera um starts with the sea i cannot remember this time but they met at that point that's the only time for sure that they have met now they've the netflix series goes into a speculation of them having a relationship but hmm. keep in mind versace had a long-term companion demarco ricky martin you know <laughs> And then that's who he is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so he had a long-term companion at the time. But trying to break into that world even today, like there's still posts that come out today about the secrecy. Because Versace, there's not a lot that you can learn about that relationship or anything. Because the family is not going to let that leak out True. at all. Now, DeMarco, his long-term companion, was speculated to bring all kinds of gigolos, if you will, mm-hmm. sort of like Andrew Cunanan into the relationship. Does that make sense? But that's to, not to have proper. sex with both of them, I guess, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I mean, he was kind of like a gigolo. Like, it's a weird yeah. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But they might have hooked up more and more then. But the family, you can't find anything on that. So the, so the show where they kind of speculate that, because all yeah. we watched, we, we, after we recorded part while we watched that first episode. Yeah. And it does kind of make it seem like that they knew each other yeah now more, they, more they, than just yeah. acquaintances i guess there like, was a lot of similarities between the two they were both immigrants they came from nothing right um they're both catholic mm-hmm. the only thing is the difference is they came from nothing but versace actually built something yeah mm-hmm. and andrew did not they both had the same opportunity. Andrew wanted to be known, yeah, but it was it was because he was nothing. This I mean, at the end of the day, I didn't even like doing this story because this guy is just a common thug. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He 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 was whining, pouting, I can't I'm not who I want to be, so I'm gonna kill the fashion mogul that actually did did something great with his life. You know, it makes me sad. It's bullshit. So he killed them really, not necessarily because they had a relationship. He but killed just, him because he's fucking jealous. But he he knew him in Yeah, some he did way. know him. Yeah, you speculated the HIV, possibly. But they, I, I think had, it was more of... relations, which we don't know. I think it was did. more of, mm-hmm. I'm a spree killer now, and I'm, I might as well kill I the, know Versace. I'm going to kill him. Well, I know, who, like, I, I know everyone will remember me if I cure Versace. Mm. I don't know. Here, this is him um, inside Andrew Cunanan's houseboat. Here, I just that was so messy. Yeah, he was living basically in squalor. You know, the houseboat that they found him on in Miami 
was someone else's house, but obviously he had cut the lock and was just living there. It was someone that was out of town, you know, that owned the houseboat. And someone else was actually checking on it for him and noticed the lock. And then you, the entire SWAT teams and police force, they, I mean, it was a whole thing. It was on the news. Like they had trucks pulling up. They surrounded the houseboat. They threw tear gas in there. And then they finally ran in there and then they saw him dead. He was already dead before they even got there. How did he kill himself? With that 40. That forty oh. caliber right in the mouth, mm. and they show they in this video shows him dead, but oh, there he is. Well, they just show him it, those glasses. glasses. The bed, glasses are on the table, and the guns plot twist are on my face. Wow! Glad we didn't yeah. see his pecker. Yeah, talk as primo as I'm putting the uh, video of the house. Very part. graphic, Shannon. Do not watch. Yeah, Shannon. Oh, Shannon doesn't like. She does not want the graphic photos. Gotcha. But like they found him, the the most powerful quote I read, and and the paper said this too, was when they found him July 23rd in that houseboat, he was half naked, hungry, and alone. Mm -hmm. I think that describes Andrew. The the guy that on his yearbook wrote the famous quote, and that's all he wrote. Après nous les déluges. After me, the flood. That is so powerful. I mean, think about that. Like, after me, there's nothing. It's just destruction. And that's what it was. The whole mentality of these police were, we, I don't give a fuck. We got to stop this guy because he ain't going to quit. Mm-hmm. You know? He, he's just on a fucking path of destruction. It, it, it's kind of surprising, though, that he killed himself then. He, like, I mean, where? You know, what he, else? He gave up. Like, he could have kept killing, but maybe he just realized he was backed into a corner. He He had no money and no food. No money, no food, no friends. Everyone's trying to look for him, kill him. Mm -hmm. He had nothing. Mm -hmm. He's, you know. And And Versace was like the end game. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That was like the ultimate goal, you know. He had nothing. Like, he couldn't top that. But it's, it's, if you compare both Versace, and if you guys want to do a lot of research on Versace, I'd. I didn't really do too much research it's on really it. really interesting. Yeah, if you compare the two, they're very, you could tell they would have a connection. And it's just, I mean, one did something great and the other one took it away. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's, mm. yeah. it's kind of crazy. Anyway, yeah. that's my story on Andrew Kanan and killing the assassination of Gianni Versace. I hope you love this story. Part two. Go to talkmer.com slash join. Become a Taco Supremo. Get one of our awesome t-shirts some stickers some swags a lot of love see these videos and get a hometown murder story oh i do want to announce it's very important jen can do tuesdays and thursdays recording so we will be doing a hometown murder story every week we're going to put it out on thursday fridays we're going to put it out on fridays every week hometown murder story so talk us primos be happy and submit more because i'm definitely going to get all your stories done and I'm only doing stories for Talk of Supremos. Anyway, that's my story. Uh, if you guys love this podcast, support us, please. Don't support all those other guys that got too much money and all these investors and shit. We're literally in the guest bedroom. This eating, is all we have to eat. Right, rice cakes. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh. Don't put the wedge in between us. You don't want to do an architect. <laughs> They're like pompous. You don't want to. I was just. He he thinks I'm pompous. Oh. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, here's my 30-day notice. Oh, oh that's oh, fuck. I'm kidding. I demand my joke. room back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah, this is like... This was my room. Which is so weird. It's like our room now, like all of our rooms. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Let's get together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, guys, so I do want to say that for our Tacos Primos, you can come record with us anytime. If you don't want to be on the microphone, we also have a couch in this studio, and you can just sit there and Creepy. be awkward as fuck. But you can still come join us anytime you're in Charleston, so come on down. Come on down. Yeah, and it's just for Supremos. It's Bob Barker. The people that can afford $40 a year. Anyway, they're in Chicago. They're in Chicago. Iago. Oh, yeah. They're in Chicago. Just, what the fuck? It's such a weird... They're in Chisago. 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 They're in Chisago. There no? you go. Yep. They're in Chis... God damn it. Chisago. And this is when John goes... They're, they're in the other part of Minnesota. Yeah. So they travel... Yeah. We don't make poopy jokes. Babe. Mad. Just don't say the F word. The other F word. Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> the ones, that, the ones that, that rhymes with art. <laughs> right. Poot. There you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Our pooty. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Let's do it. All right, so they see. Hey, guess how many books I bought it last time at the book sale? Um, 15. 37. Oh, I was like, oh, is that right? Uh, 37. That's a yeah. lot. You know why I bought that? Because I was like, Jen, pick a number one through 100. She said 37. I was like, that's how many books I'm buying. <laughs> Wait, seriously? Yeah, so. <laughs> Wait, he asked that as we counted them out, too. As we were like leaving pages. I could just said, see him being like, I bought yeah. 37 books. <laughs> were they good? Fuck yeah, yeah most one of them are, one we're reading now. Most of them are oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is one of them. See, look, I it's got, got four dollars like in it. Pause. Hold on, y'all haven't changed the locks. Fuck no. <gasps> I still have the key. <laughs> oh my 